0: Hey, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading us, for listening to us. Now, as you can see, my normal partner, Mike, uh, is not here today. So a uh, moment of silence for Mike, and that's long enough. Uh, back to me. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of us. We really appreciate that. Download, share, uh, like, whatever it is you do. I, I appreciate you doing all that. I uh, just got back this uh, just Sunday night from uh, Vandal Weekend. Um, And for those who don't know, Vandal Weekend has become um, one of the coolest things that I get to do every year. So for 24 straight years, um, myself and about 10 to 12, 13 of my teammates from the University of Idaho uh, get together together. At uh, one of my buddies' cabins, either at Lake Cavanaugh or at uh, Roosevelt Lake, just outside of Spokane. Lake Kavanaugh is outside of Seattle. Or uh, this year, we went to Flathead Lake in Montana. Uh, we get together and, uh, gosh, this year we played a bunch of pickleball. We played pickleball tournaments, which, by the way, um, I have seen it. I had never played it. Pickleball. Is a really cool. It's like a big giant game of ping pong on a little miniature tennis court, and it was one of the funnest things that I've done. We so we played these pickleball tournaments. We always have a bocce tournament um, that goes on over the course of a couple of days uh, on the boat in the water. You name it. It was phenomenal. Flathead Lake is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I read up on it. The largest body of water, fresh body of water. West of the Mississippi in the United States, at least that's what I read. Um, So pretty cool, pretty great area um, and a great time of just, uh, you know, hanging out with your college buddies, uh, telling stories, getting caught up on one another's lives um, and eating a lot of red meat and, uh, you know, drinking beer. So it was a great time. Highly recommend. If you haven't ever done this or if uh, if this is something that sounds like pretty cool, it's a great time to reunite, to stay connected, to have that kind of bond that will will never be broken. Us that uh, we all play college football together. So really cool time. Um, Love the Vandals, love those guys and uh, love being a part of the University of Idaho. So thank you so much. Um, And again, I highly recommend it for you and uh, and your people. Right, whoever your people are, uh, it's a great time to be together. All right, so I think the big news of the day and something that everybody's talking about, and, and running backs across the uh, across the uh, across the platform of Twitter and everywhere else on social media, um, lambasted the NFL, the NFL owners uh, for not signing running backs, and obviously uh, Jacobs from the Raiders and Saquon Barkley of the Giants did not sign their uh, franchise tenders they did not come to a uh, a big time agreement on a, a long-term contract and therefore um everybody complaining about the running backs not getting paid so um what do we say about that and I know there were some people that you know pointed the finger at the owners and this is not fair and you know we're not being treated fairly and we're not being paid for our services uh, you know we're not being um you know we're not being treated uh, in a way that uh is uh Commensurate with what the work we do and all that kind of stuff. And 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 I get all that. I get the, the frustration. I get the confusion. I get the upset. Um, and I also understand from an owner's perspective, why would you? Because you're not forced to. Owners have leverage in this situation. And you have to look back to several different things. One, I think you've got to look back to the way the league is structured and the collective bargaining agreement. You collectively bargained franchise tags into the collectively bargained agreement. And because you've done that franchise tags are going to be used basically to help an organization not have to give long-term money to what they view as a short-term position. The running back position takes its toll on a body. I, you know, I always tell this story. I haven't told this story in a while, but when I was a rookie, I was playing a preseason game against the Minnesota Vikings and I, I had played the entirety of my rookie year in the preseason at the center position. So I'm out of the game. I had just come off the field playing center, and my coach said, next drive, I want you to go in and play guard. Well, I hadn't taken a rep at guard. I hadn't taken a snap at guard. Uh, I hadn't done anything at guard all preseason. So the next series, I go in to play guard, and whoever was lined up against me, I think it it was like Al Noga. It was somebody. They beat me like a drum. I mean, it just went right by me. Hit the quarterback, it was Bill Kinney. Hit the quarterback in the ribs, balls popped out. I caught the ball in midair, and I turned. Now, you've got to understand that when I was a rookie, I could run, like I could move, and um, I was even covering kickoffs um, uh, in in my rookie season during the preseason. So I grabbed that ball, I see wide open field, I think, man, I might score. You know, At least I'm going to get a first down. And I swear to you, I took about three steps and four dudes from nowhere, just out of nowhere, came and hit me and the only reason I didn't fumble is because one dude pinned the ball against my chest Um, I just got absolutely crushed and I remember laying down at the bottom of that pile with four guys on top of me holding on to the football giving up a sack and doing all those things and thinking to myself uh, note to self don't ever touch a football again because that brings a lot of attention and uh, you will get your ass kicked right so from that point forward anytime there was a fumble on the field I never tried to scoop it I never tried to run with it I I just grabbed it and fell on the ground so that was that was the way that goes. So the running back position is a position in which the NFL understands that it's short term because of the beating you take on your body. And does Saquon Barkley deserve a huge contract? He was hell he had to beat like 35% of their offense last year. Maybe I'm shortchanging him. I don't know, but of course he deserves a big contract. But this goes back to what we tell our kids all the time. Life ain't fair. Life ain't fair, and everybody is rallying together. And I appreciate all the running backs rallying together. But did you guys rally together? Because I don't remember, and I don't recall this. But did you guys rally together when they were making the fullback position an extinct position in the National Football League? I don't remember anybody coming to the forefront that played running back that was a tailback. Going, we have got to do something to save our fullbacks. No, we won't. We don't. We don't want to go to eleven personnel. We want to stay. You know, I don't remember anybody being out there on that bandwagon or out there on that soapbox doing that and here's what happens collective bargaining agreement and this is where the owners have us over a barrel as players and I'm part of that is that they understand that 80 percent of the guys that play in the National Football League 80 percent are short-term employees Meaning they're going to play the average of two or three years. is the, the career average in the NFL is still 3.4 years. So 80% of those guys um, are voting what's in their best interest. And it's not necessarily in the best interest of what you're doing as a running back, a starting running back. So they're going to vote that way. And the owners understand that those 80% of the guys need that paycheck come training camp. So what happens every time a collective bargaining agreement comes up and the owners lock out the players? They know eventually the players are going to acquiesce, right, because they want that paycheck. So they're going to acquiesce, they're going to get the deal signed, and 80% of the players don't have the wherewithal or the finances or the career-life expectancy to sit out for two games, three games, four games, half a season. So the owners know that we are Eventually as players, we're gonna cave. That's what we do. We we cave. So they're not gonna give up that franchise tag opportunity. They're not gonna they're just not gonna do it. And so running backs, you're just not gonna get paid. That's switch positions, but quit complaining. It's the way it is. And for Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs, the odds are is that you're gonna have to sit out a training camp and eventually you're gonna have to come sign your franchise tender and you're going to have to play that, play the game for $10 million. And you know what? still a, a very hefty salary. One thing that I was told as a young player is that you never make money back. So if you decide to sit out the entirety of the season and not collect that $10 million, your next contract, you're not going to make that back, especially at the running back position. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And the bottom line is you've got to uh, – you've got to make that decision. And, and, and I think, you know, for, for running backs across the league. And I think for Josh Jacobs, and I think for Saquon Barkley, it's not fair, but you're just going to have to sign the tender, and go out and play. And that's the way the position is structured. Um, that's the way the collective bargaining is struck. The bargaining agreement is structured and that's what you're going to have to do. So does it suck? Yep. It sucks. You know, am I glad that everybody's rallying for the, the running back position? Yep. I'm glad everybody's rallying for the running back position. Um, but at this point, you don't have any options. So think about this. Let's say that you're, uh, you're shopping in an exclusive neighborhood and you want to get a uh, multi-million dollar house. Let's say that the going rate in this neighborhood for a house, let's say is $3 million. And you've got this beautiful house picked out and they want $3 million for this house. But upon the inspection, there's an issue with the foundation. And you realize that fixing this issue with the foundation of this home that you want to buy is going to be a million dollar project. Let me ask you this. That house with the foundational issue, are you still going to pay $3 million for it? Knowing that you're going to have to sink another four million or another million dollars into it and have a four million dollar home that's only valued at $3 million? And the answer is no. Running back position is a that you've got a foundation issue with the running back position. When you start crunching numbers and you know, they have little guys that you know actuaries that crush the numbers and say, Hey, listen the the cost benefit analysis or whatever it is, the odds are that you're not going to be able to have a 15-year career at that position or a 12-year career. So we're minimizing our damage. We're going to pay you for this season, but we're not going to extend you long-term and give you long-term money when... That position is a short term position, meaning guys take a beating and they start to wear down and become unproductive players as they age throughout their careers. And I think the cutoff number is about 30 years old. And you look at production from you know being drafted in your early 20s to 30 years old and then after. And the fall off, maybe it's 29, the fall off after you hit 28, 29, 30 is dramatic. I mean, it's off a cliff. So, I get it, and I appreciate everybody rallying together, and I, I appreciate the, you know, waving the it's-not-fair flag, but you know what? It ain't fair. You're right, and um, it's just the way it is. So for all those running backs that are going to hold out and sit out and complain about it not being fair, um, that's life. That's the position you play. And uh, take your money and uh, quit complaining and move on. That's my advice. Anyhow, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth Podcast, I just wanted to get that out there about the running backs. You got comments, please give me a comment. Uh, please let me know if I'm full of crap. But uh, that's kind of how I look at it. And that's the deal that's been negotiated. And that's the world we live in right now. And, you know, n- the next collective bargaining agreement, if you guys want to rally together, pool your resources, pay for the guys that-, that can't afford a lockout. You know, you older veterans that make $100 million, contracts you want to do that um, then do that and and have some balls and essentially hold out for one another and and get those franchise tags taken away but you know what you won't because you're not going to do that because you won't rally together because you've never done it and um, you know everybody when it comes to the negotiation of the collective bargaining agreement everybody was about uh, it's not about ours it's about mine and that's how we negotiate as players where the owner's negotiate the opposite of that and that's why they win the negotiations so anyhow for whatever that's worth uh it is what it is and uh we move on and we still have the greatest game on the planet without question and i appreciate that all right for everybody involved in the stinky truth podcast uh, we thank you so much for listening mike will be back next week and we'll pick it back up from there